The LA Kings start their big stretch of three straight games against division leaders with a win. We'll recap the victory over the Dallas Stars and another win for Phoenix Copley. That is next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 1,070 subscribers on our way to 1,100 by the end of the month, hopefully. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The LA Kings started off 2023 with a stretch of three straight games against three straight division leaders. Last night, the Kings hosted the Central Division-leading Dallas Stars. It was also a battle of two of the top three teams in the Western Conference, the Stars at number two, the Kings at number three. L.A. checked in with a record of 21-13-6 uh, for 48 points. Dallas was 23-9-6 for 52 points. Checking the Kings' starting lineup, Andre Kopitar, as usual, your top-line center with Adrian Kempe and Quinton Byfield on the wings. You had Philip Deneau as the second-line center with Victor Arvidsson and Alex Ayafalo. Blake Lizotte, your third-line center with Gabe Velarde and Kevin Fiala. And Rasmus Kupari centering the fourth line with Carl Grundstrom and Jarrett Anderson-Dolan. As for the defensive pairings, we had Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy, and Sean Walker and Alex Edler, the goaltender, was Phoenix Copley. Scratchers were Trevor Moore, Brendan Lemieux, and Jordan Spence. Arthur Kaliev is on injured reserve. Um, not a surprise uh, that to see Kaliev and Moore uh, not in the lineup. They're still nursing injuries, still listed as day-to-day. Kaliev, even though he's on injured reserve, is eligible to come off IR at any time the Kings need to do so. So this is the same lineup we've seen now for the last few games, most notably Quentin Byfield on the top line and Kevin Fiala on the third line. Again, congratulations to defenseman Alex Edler, who was honored before the game against the Stars with a very nice ceremony to commemorate his 1,000 career games played in the NHL. Uh, The Kings do it right, I think, by the way. I'm not sure exactly how it compares to other teams, but um, they had Edler's family was there, which I'm sure they they paid for uh, his parents and, of course, his wife and his kids. Uh, they gave him an amazing piece of artwork. Uh, it was in the shape of a Swedish flag uh, and all of the pieces that kind of made up. If you know the Swedish flag, it's kind of like a cross and all the pieces that made up the frame and the cross were apparently authentic sticks from all of the other Swedish-born NHL defensemen that played over a 1,000 games in the NHL, which includes a couple of Hall of Famers. Uh, In the four corners that were separated by the cross were different uh, paintings of Alex Edler. I think it was two with the Canucks, one with the Kings, and maybe one with his his playing for Sweden. Um, Got a a silver stick, which is the norm for players that play in the NHL uh, and and get 1,000 games played. But just a great ceremony, well done by the Kings. I, I think, you know, it's it's never going to be the most important reason why a player signs with a team. But I think knowing that the Kings do treat 
their players right do these types of ceremonies uh, very respectfully with a lot of class. I think it it does add to maybe free agents wanting to play with the Kings. When you hear stories about them treating players the right way and doing and treating families the right way and, and having these kinds of ceremonies and doing these kind of special things, it can only help. It doesn't hurt. Ultimately, uh, the players are going to sign because you know they're getting the best contract or they want to go to a team that's competitive. But these little things do help, and it's just another reason why the Kings organization uh, does these things the right way. So great to see uh, what they did for Alex Edler. I thought that piece of artwork was absolutely amazing. And I'm sure that, uh, that Alex Edler enjoyed that as well as his family. Uh, of course, uh, back in net for the LA Kings after taking the previous game off was Phoenix Copley looking for another win to keep his winning streak going. Uh, would he be able to do it against a very big challenge in the Dallas Stars? Well, Let's get to the game recap. Uh, the Kings, I thought, started this one much better than they did in their previous game against the Stars. And this was much more in line with the starts that they had in their games and their wins against the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche recently. I, I still don't know what the explanation was for that sluggish start and eventually the loss against Philadelphia on Saturday. Maybe it was the early start time. But regardless, it was good to see the Kings come out uh, much more focused, playing a much cleaner game uh, and also a lot more energy, although they did get outshot in the opening period uh, by the Stars. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But Phoenix Copley was a bit more uh, a bit more active, uh, a bit more busy than he usually is in opening periods. Uh, he did have to turn aside 15 shots in that opening period, but it would be the Kings that would get on the board first. Uh, L.A. getting a nice pass from Kevin Fiala uh, and a nice finish from Rasmus Kupari Fiala grabbed a turnover just outside the Kings blue line, did a good job to hold up at the line to let Gabe Velarde get onside before he skated into the zone and then made a nice backhand pass to Kapari, who was coming off the bench with speed. Uh, the uh, Stars didn't pick him up. Kapari scores on a wrist shot over the glove of Stars goalie Jake Ottinger for Kapari, his third goal of the season, and that made it one nothing. Kings. After that, the two teams would exchange power play opportunities. Carl Grundstrom was called for an unlucky trip after he swung his stick at a loose puck, missed, and then it struck the skate of a Dallas player. LA, though, with a solid kill against one of the top power play units in the league. Uh, then Blake Lazat would draw a tripping penalty. LA had some good chances to add to the lead. Uh, Adrian Kempe had a good scoring chance on another feed from Fiala. Byfield had a deflection uh, in close, and Gabe Velarde had a between the legs chance, but all were saved by Jake Ottinger, one of the best young goalies in the NHL. In the second period, the Kings would get another power play chance after Andre Kopitar drew a hooking call, but L.A. could not get any decent chances with that man advantage. Blake Lazat was then called for boarding, but again, the Kings did a nice job of keeping the Stars' potent power play from getting any quality scoring chances. However, the Stars would tie it up at even strength on a wrist shot from just inside the blue line by standout defenseman Miro Heiskanen. There was definitely a lot of traffic in front of Phoenix Copley, who never saw it, and we were tied at 1-1. Just a minute 42 later, though, the Kings would reclaim the lead. Drew Doughty with a shot on net from straight away just inside the blue line with Andre Kopitar providing a screen in front. Kopi would deflect the shot into the net, and that made it 2-1 Kings. However, the Stars would respond less than a minute later with young star and SoCal native Jason Robertson scoring on a wrist shot after a nice blind feed into the front of the net from veteran Joe Pavelski, and we were tied at 2-2. Two, two, three goals scored in a span of 2 minutes and 38 seconds. Into the third period, with just under 12 minutes to go, Gabe Velarde would draw a hooking penalty, giving the Kings another chance 
to get the lead on the power play, and Kevin Fiala would make the Stars pay. Uh, he would make a nice play at the Stars' blue line, passing it off to his right to Gabe Velarde, who was along the boards. He gave it right back to Fiala, who then uh, took the puck to the net, made a nice pass, uh, kind of a backhand one-time pass to Adrian Kempe, who was streaking in, and he would deflect it into the net to give the Kings a 3-2 advantage. Uh, Fiala, again, a uh, beautiful pass. We'll talk more about him and his assists coming up a little bit later on. Um, the Kings uh, would have to kill off another big penalty, though, late. Fiala called for slashing, and once again, no real dangerous scoring chances on the power play for Dallas, and they have a very good power play. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but the Kings penalty kill coming through again, and the Kings would play great defense to close out the game, uh, and they skate off with a 3-2 win. Uh, Kings outshot Dallas 35-30. to They limited the Stars' chances as the game went along, and they got better defensively as the game went along, uh, especially in the third period. Uh, LA went one for three on the power play while killing off all three Dallas chances with the man advantage. Uh, LA was the better team in the faceoff circle, winning 56.9% of the draws. LA was out hit as usual, 39-29, but they did a much better job blocking shots. 17 block shots. Dallas also had 15 and Phoenix Copley made 28 saves in net to get the victory and help the Kings improve to 22-13-6 and six on the year. For Dallas, their standout young goaltender, Jake Ottinger, allowed three goals on 35 shots. The Stars dropped to 23-10-6. and six. So that was a recap of the big win over the Dallas Stars. Now for my analysis on how the game went and who were the key players for the LA Kings. Uh, but first, I need to remind you that Today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and college league out there, from football to basketball to esports. They've got you covered at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, they've got those as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline where the game starts very very solid win by the la kings over a quality opponent last night got to start with the kings special teams especially the penalty kill which has been such a focus all year long for the kings i think this was probably the king's best penalty kill effort of the season now they only had to kill off three power plays there's certainly been games where they had to kill more but uh key moments uh for the kings in this one against the stars who came in ranked fourth in the NHL in power play percentage. This is a power play that has been very, very good this season, but they never really, to me, looked like they had dangerous opportunities and got to give King uh, the Kings penalty kill a ton of credit in this one. Um, I'm also going to include the end of the game when Dallas did pull the goalie for the extra attacker, not officially a shorthanded chance, but realistically, um, they had a man advantage in that one, and the Kings did a great job of uh, killing off that situation as well, not letting the the uh, Stars get any quality scoring chances at all. A great job by the Kings PK all around. Uh, first time in the last 11 games, by the way, the Kings did not allow their opponent to score a power play goal. Uh, also, the Kings, Kings scored their game-winning goal on the power play uh, against that Dallas penalty kill, which is also ranked fourth in the NHL. Uh, so winning the special teams battle obviously is is usually a key for any game, but I thought especially a big key for the Kings in last night's win to get the two points. Great job on the penalty kill and a uh, power play goal to win the game. 
that's definitely winning the special teams battle again against a team that was ranked fourth on their power play and fourth on their penalty kill in the NHL. So the special teams, I think, number one reason for the Kings to get this big win. Uh, The Kings defense all around, I thought, was very solid and got better as the game went along. I mentioned the Kings allowed 15 shots on goal to start the game, which isn't great. But then they allowed just 10 shots on goal in the second period and closed it out, allowing the top team in the Central Division just five shots on goal in that third period when it mattered most. The Kings defense got better. Uh, The only time the Stars really had a great scoring chance was when they scored on the Pavelski pass to Jason Robertson, and that was really about it. Um, And I'd have to say the final five to ten minutes of the game, the Kings defense was at its best. So again, when it mattered most, the Kings defense getting the job done. Again, just five shots on goal to a very good Dallas Stars team in that third period is, is very, very good. Got to talk about Kevin Fiala. Um, another great game for him as he continues to be a big factor in elevating the Kings' offense this season. Uh, he had two primary assists, one on the Kapari goal and the other on the game winner by Adrian Kempe. He now has a team-high 29 assists and a team-high 39 points. Um, I knew he was a good assist man when he came over from Minnesota, but honestly, I didn't know he was this good of a passer. Uh, very creative keeps the opposing team's defense on their toes because he's very unpredictable in what he's going to do. Occasionally, he might make a little bit of a too too much of a fancy pass uh, and, and might get in trouble, but the, the benefits of what he can do handling the puck uh, and the skill that he shows in passing the puck far outweighs any uh, you know, situations he might get himself into trouble by making maybe an overpass or, or you know, something a little bit more fancy than it needs to be. But that backhand one-time pass uh, after he got the pass from Velarde in the middle to Adrian Kempe uh, was perfect. Right on, <clears throat> excuse me, right on, on Kempe's uh, stick uh, with speed uh, and, you know, getting a feed off the boards and then making an immediate quick pass into the center. You've got the goaltender moving. Um, just, he seems to make the appropriate play at the right time. And again, just really highly skilled. Uh, Kevin Viala. 10th in the NHL, tied for 10th in the NHL uh, in assists uh, so far this season. And uh, again, just great skill. Um, Again, didn't know he was quite that skilled of a passer, but he's one of the uh, more skilled passers in the NHL. And it was certainly on display in that win over the Dallas Stars. Excuse me. Uh, It seems like a lot of Kings fans have been down on Andre Kopitar this season um, and and a bit down on the top line as a whole, and they have not been as consistent as a top line maybe should be, um, but certainly the way the Kings' second and third lines have played have um, done a a good job to kind of compensate for what's going on. But I I still think maybe uh, teams are being a little bit too hard, or fans, I should say, being a little bit too hard on Kopitar. Um, he had a goal in this one, an important goal in this one, and he's got 11 goals on the season. Um, it's pretty good for a supposed down year for Kopi. Uh, he's still fourth on the team in goals and fourth on the team in points with 19. He may have lost this step, uh, but the captain's still playing a very important role for the LA Kings and good to see him score an important goal in the game last night for LA. Um, again, yeah, he's not certainly in his prime anymore. But I think he's still an incredibly important player for the Kings uh, in a lot of different areas. And I don't think his, you know, his numbers are reflective of, I don't know, some of the criticism it seems he, he has been getting uh, from some fans. You never know how 
you know, a fan base feels if you react too much on what you see on social media, because that is such a small percentage of the actual fans out there. But I have seen comments about Kobe having the loss that lost the step shouldn't be the number one center anymore, that kind of thing. But uh, I, I think the Kings are very happy with the way he's played this year. It could be better, but it certainly isn't bad. I think he's still having a very solid year for the Kings. And again, good to see him get a goal last night uh, in that one. Uh, Adrian Kempe continues to show that his subpar November was just a brief slump. He is now second on the team in goals with 15, another game winner for him. Uh, he's one behind Gabe Velarde. Uh, Kempe had six goals in 11 games in October. And then, for whatever reason, had a tough November, just two goals in 14 games. But he has since picked it up. Uh, seven goals in his last 15 games, including uh, the game winner last night and, again, his first of 2023. So good to see Adrian Kempe uh, getting back on track after that slump in November. Very good December and certainly looking forward to a good January for Adrian Kempe. I'm still not sure about the addition of Quinton Byfield on the top line, but he played a pretty good game last night, um, picked up a secondary assist on the Kopitar goal, uh, also, getting time on the Kings' second power play unit until Arthur Kaliev comes back. Um, he did have a decent chance on the power play last night. Also made one really noticeable good play defensively late to clear the puck along the boards when Dallas had pulled the goalie for the extra attacker. So as long as the Kings keep winning, I assume we'll continue to see Quinton Byfield on the top line. Uh, certainly last night's performance isn't going to do anything to change that. Um, but we'll see eventually how it works out. I think eventually we are going to see QB back at center on the third or fourth line as it goes along. But for right now, um, you know, usually the formula is if you're winning, you keep the uh, the lineup essentially the same way. Maybe we see uh, Arthur Kaliev or Trevor Moore get back in the lineup when they are 100% healthy. But right now, um, I guess not needed uh, because of the Kings, the way they played in uh, recent games, omitting that Flyers performance. But um, We'll see how it goes for Quentin Byfield. I thought a better effort from him, uh, although I'm still not sure I'm, I'm sold on him playing wing on the top line, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, last but not least, Phoenix Copley. Uh, I thought he was very solid in the first period and didn't have to be anything but good the rest of the way thanks to the defense in front of him. Uh, the two goals he allowed, one was a great pass in the middle to a sniper who was one of the best young scorers in the NHL. The other one, was a screen. He never saw it. Uh, so certainly the two goals he allowed were not soft goals in any way. Um, again, uh, he just plays solid hockey and gives the Kings a chance to win every night. He's now 9-1 and one as an L.A. King with seven straight wins. He is the fifth goaltender in Kings history to have a seven-game winning streak. The others were Jonathan Quick, who did it three times along with Kelly Rudy, Martin Jones, and Rob Stauber with two Bs. Uh, the Kings' um, record uh, is nine straight wins. That is held by, of course, Jonathan Quick. So Phoenix Copley, again, 9-1 and one as an L.A. King, seven straight wins as he tries to chase down Jonathan Quick. Uh, but it won't be easy because the next two opponents for the L.A. Kings are going to be very, very uh, much a challenge. Uh, and I assume we will see Phoenix Copley in net for both those games coming up Thursday against the top team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins, and then Saturday in Vegas against the Golden Knights, the top team in the Pacific Division. So as I mentioned, the Kings get a win over the Central Division-leading Stars. They've got the Atlantic Division-leading Bruins coming up tomorrow, and then the Pacific Division-leading Golden Knights on Saturday. The Kings, by the way, did move four points behind Vegas 
in the race for first place in the Pacific Division. So gaining ground on the Golden Knights with that big win over the Stars last night. Uh, coming up, details on a special guest coming up on tomorrow's show. Um, I, you probably know who it's going to be, but I do want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. That is Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So as executive producer of Locked on LA Kings, I have made an executive decision. Uh, in just a few minutes, I will be talking to longtime LA Kings TV analyst Jim Fox to get his thoughts on the Kings' first half of the season. Um, the Kings have played 41 games of 82, so we are at the halfway mark now after that win over Dallas. I had intended to have that interview um, for today's show, but I felt like the win over Dallas was such a good performance by the Kings. I wanted to give more detail into that win so our conversation with jim fox will be our thursday locked on la kings show i think uh, it's a great decision by me uh, i know you're going to enjoy that interview uh, and certainly him uh, joining us uh, a day later than than scheduled uh isn't going to do anything to uh you know not uh contribute to you know what he's going to bring us for the show um, really doesn't matter. Uh, his opinions on the first half of the season would be the same if they were today or tomorrow. So uh, just made more sense to have that interview coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, and I wanted to, again, recap the, the nice win over the stars. Thought it was worthy of having a full show um, talked about that. So again, tomorrow's show, we will be giving you uh, our chat with LA Kings TV analyst Jim Fox to break down the first half of the LA Kings season. Thank you very much for watching Locked on LA Kings. If you have any questions or comments, I, I think we're going to have a feedback sort of show on Friday. We will recap the game against the Bruins, uh, but we'll try and sneak in some emails if we can. If not, they'll have to move over um, to next week um, because we're accommodating Jim Fox, and I think it's certainly worth pushing the feedback show maybe back um, to next week, but we'll see if we can get some in maybe on that Friday show. But if you want to send me an email at any time, to talk about anything going on with the Kings or this show, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. That is E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily, pros uh, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NFL draft. Uh, NHL draft rankings and top prospects comparisons for every team locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you so much for joining me today for this edition of Locked on LA Kings. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown of that big win over the Dallas Stars. Big games coming up on Thursday against the Bruins and Saturday against the Golden Knights. And again, on tomorrow's show, special guest, longtime former King and TV analyst Jim Fox. Looking forward to getting a chat with Jim here in just a couple of minutes. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. And as always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go.